ho, ho, ho. So you could be thinking Green Giant, or you could be thinking Santa Claus. <coughs> Green Ooh. Giant. Merry Christmas. Shoot your eye out. Kid. Lawyer, <laughs> lawyer talk off the record, on the air, Christmas air, holiday air, whatever holiday you celebrate. Be kind to your fellow brethren and sisterin. Put sisterin in there. Be kind. Rewind. So lots going on here at Lawyer Talk. We're wrapping up really not almost a full year of Lawyer Talk episodes. I mean, this goes back, what, to February 2018. Now we are uh, getting towards the end of 2018, talking about the holidays. I told Jared the other day, we're at like 68 episodes. Man, that's crazy. Some of those first ones maybe I would like mm. forget. (laughs) We got to learn somehow. Uh, Yeah, it's like I remember the, the, the people helping us. Are are the production squad here at Lawyer Talk Five One One Production Studios? They said, you know, don't you know, just get started. All you got to do is start. Don't worry. You, you know, the first ones may not be very good, but uh, you'll get better. And I was thinking, what do you mean they won't be good? They're gonna be good. <laughs> I mean, we're naturals at this, aren't we? Uh, and then soon, I think we've talked. You about can this tell before. by their answers. Yeah, yeah you can listen to them. They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, no, no. You're great. You're doing a good job. Just keep recording. And, and, you know, maybe the phone shouldn't ring in the background. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, if you thought about, like, different topics. Uh, but, we, you know, we found our way, I think. Uh, we, we graduated to the Blinsky Chronicles. We added a uh, co-host or two. Um, we built an entire production studio in the basement of a law building, which is completely nonsensical, but it's done. Well, it seems like an easy fix for the phones. There's no phone. We don't ringing. hear any phones anymore. Right. Now, and we have video capability, audio capability. Uh, we could probably record the Beach Boys down here if we really wanted to. <laughs> Might sound sort of dead, I guess. But uh, anyway, here we are wrapping it up. And uh, we just finished the Yavich and Palmer holiday office party. It was great. I feel bad I didn't bring any gifts, but Palmer... Well, it spread turns the out holiday cheer. Trotsky dropped off a couple things. Yeah, I, Mr. I, Khrushchev I did off a enjoy that there was a bunch of fascists and communists and people that were bringing us gifts. One of them, which I'm looking forward to read, I think it's sort of a hint that I don't know the Constitution as I should, but it is the essential debates on the Constitution, the Federalists and Anti-Federalists speeches and writings. So I will be digging into that over the holiday season, and maybe we will report back. Now, was that the one Karl Marx brought you, or was that uh, Trotsky? Uh, Trotsky brought me that one. Jerry, Jerry, we had some ghosts apparently swinging around. We got to call Christopher back and see exactly when they came here and when they left. But I didn't even pick up on that because I came in and I saw that it was from Leon Trotsky, and <laughs> I was like, <laughs> is that an old client or something that was dropping off a little gift for me? <laughs> And Steve's like, no, man, Leon, you know, your buddy. <laughs> your buddy Leon, you know. He, he's Let, there, he's Lenin gave me the book. And you got one from uh, Lenin, yeah. Yeah, Vladimir Lenin. It's um, mine from Stalin. Yeah, Joseph, Uncle Joe. Yeah, Uncle Joe, that's right. Stalin. Uncle Joe. Uh, so, yeah, that's what uh, Churchill used to call him. <laughs> Uncle Joe. Uh, anyway, I thought, you know, these, these guys obviously have heard our debates. They're the ghosts of 511 Production Studios past. And they've heard the constitutional debates, and he's like, they didn't even know what these debates were about. I should drop off four books on the essential debate on the Constitution. That way, when one of us does take a position, at least it will have some foundation other than 
judging a book by its cover. We have to read the book. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I'm not accusing fault. anybody. I've done it too. We've all done it. Uh, and then it turns out Karl Marx brought me a book. Or no, no, it was it was a Karl Marx that brought the the entire lawyer talk table a book. Yeah. This is the Know Your Bill of Rights book. Don't lose your constitutional rights. Learn them. <laughs> I think there was that, that on Oprah's. I, who opened book? that book? Was oh, that, 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 that was on, me. Was that on her book list? I don't think this is on the, Oprah's reading list. The Oprah Winfrey reading list. No. No, I know. I mean, this is the uh, these are the freedoms that give us the right to complain about the freedoms that we have. So we might as well just learn them. See that circular problem we got there. So I, you know, complain all we want, debate all we want. I think now at least we have a handbook. Uh, it is what it is, right? These are the amendments. Uh, of the Bill of Rights, and they now are going to sit loudly on the lawyer talk table. Yep. So, a couple other gifts we got flown around, but those are irrelevant. But actually, you did get a machete. Yeah. Man, that was great. <laughs> I, I picked it up. So, if you've been a fan of the show, you know that when I go into any store that might sell knives and machetes, that I always stop and look at the machetes going, I think I need that for some reason. So I put my hands on a nice wrapped gift, courtesy of Mr. Palmer here. I knew instantly. I was like, this I is a machete. should have boxed it. <laughs> should have boxed it. So I got myself a Gerber machete. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but... We had to kick our knife with Rest it, assured, to my neighbors, I'm going to put that on my belt buckle. And it's a nice big sleeve that I have with it. And uh, walk around town well, like I own the place. the lawn, you should have it out. I'm not going to conceal. I'm it. not going to conceal it. In a I'm going to open carry. Sheet. A sheath is a concealed machete. Yeah. I mean, just, but what if I? But what if it's open and you can see the sheath? I think that still counts as concealed. It's like having no. a gun in a holster; it's concealed. Yeah. Yeah, but if I'm if I got the holster out, I think it's still concealed. I mean, I remember researching law years ago about how if the handle's exposed or the something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You can carry your machete. Nobody's going to complain. I, I dare him to complain. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Jared, there was a time we were going to go pheasant hunting at one of the preserves around with a buddy of mine, and, and I'd take Jeff, and we're looking for shotgun shells or something to shoot. And every time we did this that year, he stopped in front of the machetes. And was like, I really need a machete. This is like three years ago, four years ago. I'm like, what the hell do you need a machete for? I don't know. I just love them. <laughs> I just want to carry the blade around, man. Let everybody know I'm serious, dude. So, <laughs> lo and behold, I'm Sears walking. bushwhacking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can just, it makes me feel, there. yeah, it makes me feel, you know, comfortable. Won't, won't be there for long. Not with this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing I was armed. Those I mean, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day when I was living in Groovy City, man, I didn't have a firearm to protect myself, dude. It was barbecue tools underneath the bed. I've talked about that before. Now I got myself a gun and a machete. I'm set. And tongs. I still got the tongs and stuff. They aren't under my bed, though. I think I'd go with a fork. Yeah. Ultimately. Something. The fork, or a knife, if you happen to have that. That might be the second thing. Uh, <sighs> so yeah. is this holiday edition, or is this uh, is this news is edition? This the new, well, this is a little bit of both. I think we're going to talk about some current events. Uh, this holiday season is next week, Christmas. Extra, extra. Hear all about it here at Lawyer Talk. So this is what, the second week we'll be doing this. You now have... Uh, the privilege, the honor, and maybe even the burden of downloading our extra, extra, hear all about it, news talk, lawyer talk style uh, in live uh, fashion. So you get it sort of in real time. There's no delay. It's getting recorded. It is what it is. It's been heard by our listeners, I'm sure, but we do have some more news from Pike County. 
Come yeah, on. we actually had somebody submit a request for us to keep up with that case. I know Jared was going to get out there and, you know, get down there and see what he could dig up. What have you dug up there, buddy? Well, I, I, I didn't, what I, <laughs> I, what I had dug up <laughs> I, 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 was, uh, was, was brought to me by uh, one of my, my trusted helpies, uh, Channel 6. They gave me some new information that uh, I did have questions on it there. They have found that, it, now these are all allegations that the sheriff is being uh, brought up. Somebody wrote a letter in and stating that he had let his family drive the uh, impounded cars, that Oops. he was, uh, well, I do believe, taking payoffs and just skimming money off Accused the Accused of gambling, mm -hmm. stolen drug money. So whenever they would go raid a house, they would collect $10,000. Uh, the final report says they got 4000 a little bit goes to the house. And so on that, if they, let's say these accusations go through and there's some legitimacy to it and they, they got some evidence and they can show it, how much is that going to change the case that has already overwhelmed Pike County Man, with, the, with the murder story? I mean, as a defense attorneys, would you guys try to look for a loophole or somewhere where this would sway in your favor to change things, to move things around? Or Well, first of all, I mean, how would any of anybody ever been able to predict this? <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Well, I'm, what's interesting about that question is, Steve, we've had this come up before, even in like drunk driving cases or assault cases, an officer that comes under, you know, scrutiny for something like this and they get, you know, maybe put on leave. They just say, hey, any cases that has Officer Smith, dismiss him. We've yeah. had OVIs dismissed for that reason because we're not going to call him to court. He's under investigation for other stuff. We're dismissing the case. Um, what do you do here? Well, the newest on what that was they, they didn't set him down, and they had to go. If you get arrested in Pike County, take a sneak out the back door, get to a hot tub, and chill out. Did you guys see that in the news? I didn't. No. It was about uh, maybe two days ago. Did you see it, Bill? I heard about it, they, yeah. Uh, they had arrested uh, some young lady for, uh, I do believe it was a heroin charge. So as they had her in for booking, they had her in a yellow jacket. They had her, you know I mean, in, in, uh, in the a, jail garb. The jail garb. And I don't know, they were probably over there trying to see what they could get out of the safe. You know, they're like, Sheriff's not looking, we need our cut. And she was like this, Boo, I'm out of here. And it was cold. And so she's got this jacket on. Maybe it was cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. So she's running along. I do believe it was like an apartment complex or I don't a gym. Know if it, it was a. Is this on it's, video? It seemed like it's like a health I, I thought, health yeah. thing, health club or like health something club. crazy like that. She's, I don't know how they found her there. She's on the run from the police and she's chilly. So she says, "Hot tub." Yeah. In Hot full tub. jail garb. In full jail garb, she just takes a dip. Hot and tub time machine, baby. Somebody calls the police and they're like, "Hey, there's a some woman in a hot tub, and it looks like she has a." <laughs> prison uniform on just thought we'd let you know yeah. they were like oh uh, yeah we are missing someone. another <laughs> another holiday theme yeah. somebody's oh, been sleeping oh, in my bed too <laughs> so uh that's that i did see on news i saw the photos of them uh, pulling her out of the hot tub and the sheriff was this there. was pike county pike county oh yeah. man okay Same, uh, sheriff. what's the sheriff's name again that, uh, uh sheriff's name is Plusser? charles reader oh all right yep charles reader uh, well you know back Reed. to your question we to, to sort of bring this back not, not that the hot tub girl isn't an intriguing story i mean i think it really is but was she <laughs> did she get naked no. Uh, no well all she had on was the jacket 
That's all you could see was like a yellow uh, uh, in the tub. In, in the tub. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's cold outside. So I, I don't know if they had obtained. Her, well, she's uh, probably just clothes. thinking, look, wh- where in the world would the officers come looking at me if I'm in a spa sitting in a hot tub? They're not going to be looking there. You think I'm, I'm going somewhere else to hide out? Yet she was caught. She was caught. All right. Well, I remember back to the Roden situation. If it wasn't for those meddling kids. If I would have gotten away from it, I would have gotten away with it. Uh, it. You know, it's funny that when, when we sat here and Jeff, we were talking, it's like, do we, I got to pat myself on the back. Did, when we were talking about representing anybody of these, and I was like, you know, this is a monstrous case. And invariably, the first thing we'd want to look for would be police corruption. Because in a small county like that, with a drug operation, which I am presuming exists, again, another huge assumption, uh, certainly there's going to be on some level some police officer who knows about it or should know about it and is not doing anything about it, which automatically sort of raises the specter of what you're talking about, which is now that we've got a cop who is allegedly, I'm I'm going to underline, strike, bold, the, the word allegedly, we never know, but now... Uh, if I've got an allegation of a dirty sheriff whose job it was to run the office that's investigating this case, at least among other law enforcement officers, I am going to drive a freight train of semi-trucks through that little gap as wide and rip it apart as much as I can. Because now you've got something sinister going on. The case is now poisoned in a way that is almost unfixable uh, you can you can never unpoison it. Now the question is: Is the evidence otherwise going to be enough to convict them without the cop, or is it going to come out that if there is a dirty cop, who is colluding with that dirty cop? And then, you know, is is the dirt on the cop any in any way related to the case uh, or not? I mean, you have to think if there's a marijuana business involved, and that's part of this stink on this uh, law enforcement officer, that that will somehow. If you want to play a conspiracy, if you want, if you want to make up a yeah. conspiracy, now's your time. Yeah, you know the I only the only benefit the prosecutors may have is I think they brought in like BCI and I pretty quickly mm-hmm. to do the investigation, so it may be that he didn't have his hands on a lot of it. Doesn't mean you can't I mean, still here's the, here's you can't still address it. Who is the first one in? That's the question. Who's the first one in? And was it a deputy sheriff? If it's a deputy sheriff or somebody that works for this guy and they've got their team in there first before they get BCI and I out there, now you've got an issue. And, you know, the, anybody who's studied crime scene investigative techniques, there's a couple of books I've read. I remember going to a National, National Association of Criminal Defense seminars on it, and it really starts at the beginning. You've got, um, I mean, they, they, those guys, when I was learning this stuff, would say, you want the log of the people who had access to the scene and make sure it is right. Because as soon as the scene, as soon as the first person that's there, it's tampered with. Maybe not in a bad way, but it is different than it was when the bodies were left. And every person thereafter has, it just increases incrementally on the number of variables, the number of problems, the number of things forensically that can happen to a crime scene. And the problem here is, this is sort of like them making a murder, you know, when they find yep. They go through the room one time, they don't find anything. The second time they go through it, oh, here's DNA here. Yeah. And, you know, every time that happens, there's a stink of doubt that gets wafted across the crime scene. Uh, so I think a, a lot more will have to unfold. And, you, you know, we just read an article. I guess this is news, but mostly about still Pike County. But we just read that article as we were getting set up here. And they were talking about getting uh, volumes of discovery and mm-hmm. a bill of particulars. So anybody who's read Bill of Particulars, that is fancy talk 
uh, for saying we want more information about what is being charged. In other words, what more? Uh, so to charge somebody with a crime, what you have to do, you have to give them notice of the statute under which you're charging them. That means no person shall kill somebody else. Thou shall not kill. Is that in the Bill of Rights? <laughs> oh no, that was the Ten Commandments. It was wrong. All right, so thou shall not kill. And that, that's what they've charged him with. And then a bill of particulars would be asking, well, how are you saying I committed this crime? Give me more detail. And really the law sort of sucks for the defendants on this. I mean, there's, you, you, you're entitled to some detail. It can't be just a mere recitation of the indictment, but ordinarily courts are never going to do anything about it. They're never going to force a whole lot of information, at least not in my experience. Um, so they've asked for a bill of particulars, and now they are going through discovery. And this is where... The, the the team begins. I mean, there's going to be experts. There's going to be crime scene. I would imagine they're going to have like crime scene experts. They're going to have their own forensic analysis yeah. of evidence is going to be required. If there's DNA there, how many people are? Sounds you know, like they've done a lot of it already. Ballistics and all yeah. sorts of other things. They already have some things charted out according to the article we read. The defense does. No, prosecutors submitted it. That's what I mean. So the yeah. defense is going to have to do their own workup on that. Uh, ballistically and everything else. And, and you know, we, you, Jeff, you've worked enough cases with me to like know. A, it's really cheap to do that, so that won't be a problem. Yeah, it doesn't cost hardly <laughs> anything to go hire your own bullet trajectory analyst, analyst to uh, go out there with lasers and string the crime scene. But, uh, you know, the, all that stuff will have to happen. And as it unfolds, Jared, back to your question, it's like, you bet, man, I'd be all over this. I would, I love coming at criminal cases from left field. I love it. When you've got an angle like that, that really has no good explanation. I mean, there's just not a good one other than to say, well, yeah, he was dirty, but he didn't have anything to do with this case. Oh, you mean the sheriff, the guy in charge of the investigation, didn't have anything to do with this? Ah. And then you just started making a, a stink A lot of the, the accusations to the Roden family were that they had large marijuana cultivation operations going on for years. The way it comes out is the, the talk, like in the town, it's like, well, everybody knew that it was that's, going on. That's reported? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, like I say, it's it's accusations. They're saying, you know, talk is of of other people who live around. Said, oh, they knew about it. So now you've got a sheriff that is being accused of taking money, maybe taking payoffs. It, maybe he did know about this family. Well, they the could, big the big stink at first was this is all fake. I mean, was I don't like know it was his opinion, but this is what a jurors or this is what somebody's mind is going to go through. Well, that, that was that was part they, of the article. Did they stop paying him? Yeah. And and then the, yep. sheriff, the sheriff's like, no, you're going to pay me, and they're like, well, you know, we're not going to pay you, and if you come we're at gonna us, report you. we're going to we're going to tell yeah. on you too. And if you're a dirty cop committing that kind of crime, who are you going to blame for it? The rivals. The rivals. Right. But is, is it good to same. have it in that jurisdiction with those folks that are potential jurors that might know that kind of stuff? They're your peers. Well, that's part of the article though too. The defense teams are. I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with this, but they are moving to at each pretrial because apparently this judge does a lot of pretrial openly on the record, or at least puts something on the record. They're having him put in plain clothes to shrink the stigma, I guess, the media sees of him being in jail garb. Um, they're asking next time at the next pretrial in late January that he have his shackles removed. Um, so again, to sort of make him look more human. And this is um, on the Wagner family? This is the defense team related to Jack Wagner. Okay. Uh, I think it was Jack. And then I think the mother's attorney um, even filed for change of venue. Yeah, I mean. You'd have to, could you, where do you go in Ohio that this has been a, a water cooler talk Youngstown. since day one? Youngstown. Yeah. Where they do it, right? Yeah, we do. 
Only Ship fair. it up there in Mahoney County. <laughs> Only fair trials in Mahoney County. That's Mahoney. right. Yeah. Nothing other than, than perfect fairness. No, but even if you Big go to a county over, I mean, there's so much. There's so much. I mean, well, I, I happen to be down in that area for a case recently, and I mean, it's the it's the talk. It's all the talk. It's all the everybody wants to know but, the updates on but it. But you got to remember, it's like this is not about whether you, a juror's heard about it, but whether they can still be fair. And then from a defense standpoint, you're playing chess here. You got to figure out. All right, fair schmear. I want a fair trial my way, but not their way, right? I mean, you right, want to win right. the case. I mean, well, I, that that, that uh, I am not naive to think that everybody just gets fair trials, and maybe we've never seen a completely fair trial. But except all the ones we've won. <laughs> well, but don't you think we're using our edge to say, like what I was getting at with you? There's people that are going to be sitting on a jury that are not going to stand up and say, "Well, I heard." Or I know they've been selling drugs for 30 years. People aren't just going to jump up and say these things. I mean, if they get point blank asked, maybe they'll be honest, but maybe they won't. So you almost have to, it's like that chess game Steve's talking about. It's like you almost have to look at who they are, look at where they're from, look at their questionnaires and sort of infer things and go with your gut because maybe they do know, and maybe you can utilize that and use it to your advantage during, during the trial. All right. Now, for the sheriff's behalf, let's say that none of this is, is, is true. None of this went through. These are all accusations. Somebody wrote a letter. The news grabbed it. They ran with it. But they're all thinking and, it. And there's 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 nothing. But they're all thinking it now. Yeah. Don't and you think? Really, no, I agree. I mean, it's in the newspaper. No matter what. It's, even if they retract it and say, oh, we were wrong, they won't highly report on that. And you could be like, oh, they were wrong. I mean, you know, it comes down to how do you feel about it. It's like the, the fake finger and the Wendy's chili. Well, they're going to have to come right out with that, that stuff. They're going to have to do a nice gloss over probably two years of news reports, say what's the top ten worst stuff, maybe more, and uh, and come right out with it. And you would hope that they had some solid backing to do the reporting. Well, you would hope, but I remember them reporting that the Mexican cartel did this when it first came out. Yeah. That it was such Full a – it was such a – just a – brazen killing that it was the cartel and that seems like that I has nothing right, to do with I bought right going. into that. I bought right into that. Well, it, the way, it, the, it, the, it way the murders the way, happened. The way the murders happened, the way that it was painted that way, you could totally believe that. Right. I mean, because it was more than premeditated. I mean, they there was there was a lot of planning that had to go yeah, in. Yeah, they bought to, bug zappers. That's right. To, the for, zappers. Trying to build silencers and I stuff, dude. Bug zappers. <laughs> All right, so we're going to shift gears. We're going to—that was our first. We'll keep on Pike County, though. There's going to be some big stuff coming out on that. And you know, we promised a whole series on it, so this maybe will just qualify as a piece of that series, I suppose. Jared's Um, probably still waiting on a stipend so that he can travel down there, stay in a hotel, and and do the. There's no hotels down there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, in Pike, I've stayed at one. There's one on the south end of town that was the cleanest tonight. We had a room there. We were going to try that case down Mm -hmm. there, and there was uh, they had like a little uh, suite of sorts. Hmm. They had one suite on the second floor that we were using, but. All right. Did you guys see this headline on uh, Facebook? What the what they've been sort of they they've claimed that all your all your messaging, all your privacy stuff was kept private. But it turns out internal documents show that the social media network gave Microsoft, Amazon, Spotify, and others far greater access to people's data than it had disclosed. In other words, the stuff you thought was private, and I think it even went down to like uh, your Facebook Messenger. Remember, everybody had to download that mm. oh. ghastly app. To, yeah, uh, and then it just caused all sorts of issues uh, that you thought was private. Well, it turns out it's not. So when you're getting those um, like feeds on your Facebook, it's like, I wonder how they knew that. Well, now you know. They've been lying to you. You, you talked about that the other day, Bill. Yeah, we were mm-hmm. looking at that flower. Well, Remember? Oh, Mom, yeah. Mama well, Bee's Mama flower. Bee was here. I was looking up flower to see how, how much we can get it for. And 
just on my Safari Surfer on the on the iPhone, and then I go on Facebook and I get ads for it. They're selling immediately. Sell. Immediately. Sell. Minutes. So it says yeah. for years, Facebook gave some of the world's largest technological co technology companies more intrusive access to users' personal data than it had disclosed, effectively exempting those business partners from its usual privacy rules, according to internal records and interviews. Um, Look, this I don't know that this necessarily bothers me that much. And you know why? Because when you're looking on a phone and you're looking at the internet and you're looking at what you think is private or you're putting stuff out there on Facebook and Instagram, every picture I put out there, I'm I'm looking at it like I'm I'm plastering it. Well, this this is never going away. We're not talking about pictures. Well, I know, but either way, when you're listen, using those sort of dude, social media this, stuff. But they're promising you, listen to this, the social network permitted Amazon to obtain users' names and contact information through their friends, and it let Yahoo view streams of friends' posts as recently as this summer, despite public statements that it had stopped that type of sharing years earlier. Uh, what, do they, what do they gain from that? They sell this money. What, I'm looking for a crockpot? Yeah. Information, contact list, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. So it's like the new cold calling. To a point. But they're, they're also there's companies that you can hire. They'll come in and put an apparatus in your store. Uh, and this is totally legal, totally legit. So if you walk in, you've got your smartphone, if you have it on, it's going to ping on that. And then it'll go to whenever they go look up something, like, you know, if your Dodge truck shows up, they'll be able to fall around and know that how many times somebody came into my store and they will be able to to reach out to them throughout the just 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 gaining the information there. I'm not sure how it all works. I had a gentleman come in try to sell it to me, and it, to me, I was like, "That sounds shady. That sounds horrible. I don't, I don't, I don't want this at all." All that well, stuff's coming though. What's even more troubling is that they had this consent decree with the F FTC, where there was supposed to be some oversight. So again, government regulation has woefully failed. Let me say it again. Government regulation has woefully failed. Should we say it one more time? So maybe we should have more government regulation to fix the government regulation that failed. Anyway. Yeah, maybe um, we should do it right. Yeah, do it right. Just more. Right. Double down, triple down. Let's just have more. Spend more money. More cowbell. All right. <laughs> more government regulation. More cowbell. That's going to be the, the hue and cry. All right. Former ICE director blast Congress. They fixed the loopholes. The caravan wouldn't exist. So this was interesting. So to getting back to the, I mean, you can read into that, but I want to bring this point up too. So I was in court the other day, and this goes back to like you're saying there's something in your store that can ping off your phone. Um, a judge was telling me that as soon as next year, what they're going to do for probation is have kiosks in the courthouse open 24 hours a day, and you come in and you put your handprint down. And based on the handprint, they'll be able to gain all kinds of information, and that will be your check-in for a lot of people with probation. Oh, Isn't that crazy? God, don't get on probation, people. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. I was like, dude, the world is just Have you ever read, changing. I mean, this, this is what people, I mean, the sad thing is people are, the, the, the technology people love it, and then this stuff happens, and then now this, it's I've never heard this, but this judge is very respected, been around for a long time, and he was talking to my client as if, this is probably going to happen during your term of probation, so be yeah. ready for it. Well, yeah. this is 1984. I mean, now the only the only the only difference from this and George Orwell's uh, non fantasy land, I should say, would be that it's not everybody yet. It's just people who are on probation. But when, how far of a hop, skip, and a jump away from that is it when we as lawyers walk into a courtroom and we every day we wait, we get in front of a judge and say, 
you know, enter your appearance, Steve Palmer, 0065265. We enter our appearance, and now we're on the record in a public forum. Why not just put our handprint down? Mm-hmm. What's, mm-hmm. what's the mm-hmm. harm well, in we that? We moved to electronic documents. Now, we now have, we're signing electronically. There's no more pen and paper anymore. I mean, here, just lick this little piece of paper. We're going to get some instant DNA, yeah. which is next one of the next things on my list. They're, now, they're, have you seen this? They're talking about uh, instant DNA uh, results, and the FBI is talking about implementing this. Um, there was an article, looks like in the Washington Post, I read. There you go. Rapid DNA network for quick database checks on arrestees. So this is sort of like fingerprints, right? I mean, you get your fingerprint, or uh, th- this is this is like the DNA equivalent of mug of show ups. Like a show up is when we don't see these much anymore. But a show, there was a, I defended a few of them early on, where there's a, a, a robbery out in the neighborhood or a mugging or something, and they bring like five guys yep. to the victim who's still sitting in the back of the police car with tinted windows. Well, the sad thing is they usually bring one guy. Well, yeah. say, here's the guy with dirt all of him because we tackled him in a yard. Is that the guy? Uh, yeah, it looks like him. Is this the guy that we just had to beat up next to all these other guys that we just grabbed at the local tavern? Right. Yeah. Uh, then there, there's one African-American and four white guys. Oh, I know. It was him. Yeah. Well, it is the holiday season. One of the number one selling gifts right now are these DNA registries. Oh, uh, yeah. The, uh, that, what's that, it called? There's well, you spit in the two. Well, the big one is swab, like what, 60, like, 365 or 32, yeah. or it's a number, I think. And so I was, I heard a report and they were talking about be wary of what you get to where there's a, one gentleman, he was big and he checking his ancestry out and, and he did his test and he found out that his brother had different, they all had different makeups. The mother was there, but he didn't have the father. Which he found out by pure accidents. He was just investigating his own, you know, history, his ancestry. Calls his 92-year-old mother and brings it up to her, and he said that it was just dead silence. She started to cry, and she admitted to him that he's his father's actually an old boss of hers when she had a oh, job. Yes, and he had 92, no idea. Dude. 92, she and slept she on it for that long. Made it that whole yeah. time. You know what he did? And, her then, favor. and then he was doing this ancestry. Uh, and then it's happened where there's another report where somebody did that with his family and found out that his daughter was not his. Uh, the wife comes clean into an affair that she'd been having. Now, the daughter's 16 years old. He gets a divorce, breaks up the whole family. The brother is blaming the sister. It's your fault the mom and dad are getting a divorce. He had to say, no, it's not her fault. It's your mom's fault. Right. I didn't do this. And and you know, <laughs> so they were like, that was just one thing that they were saying. They're like, number one, number one gift being bought right now, according to their polls, is the ancestry 20, test. 23 and me. Test. 23 and me. Well, but I think that's also, isn't that how they got My the mom uh, California, it. was it the, the, the hill, hillside strangler? They caught that guy? Yeah. I think on something like and, this. And yeah. they caught him on that because they are now, the FBI can take and run through these to where they used to have their own collection of, of DNA data. Yeah. Now they are getting access to people that have donated in. I don't think that he had, but they found a really close match to like his brother. Yeah. So then they started looking into the family and the timelines of where somebody lived. And they, then that's how they focused in and got in on this guy hmm. was because the DNA that, so now, you know, the feds are using local, you know, well, here, I mean, just, just, I mean, just, is that, just there's an business. answer. There's a question for you. So do you think that, DNA should be just captured at birth and no. sit in and no. sit in no. something. No, no, I hate it. So it's not listen, their property. I mean, listen to this. Uh, I'm going to only get to that, but let me just finish the story real quick because I think that's a great question. Uh, this is where it's going, and and I think these, I think these um, 
these ancestry these, these tests, you know, spitting the tube things. I mean, a rapid DNA machine can actually analyze the DNA in a swab and produce a profile of 20 specific loci on the DNA strand in less than two hours. Some local police departments and prosecutors have been using rapid DNA for about five years. There was a recent crime out in Orange County they solved. Uh, they found some guy through rapid DNA that was not even on the radar of investigators. Um, the speed with which you can give law enforcement these clues is critical, said this guy, whoever he is. When you're out on this, when you're out on these suspects fast, they confess. <laughs> That's right. Pin him down. When you're out fast, you confess. It's like the, you know what comes with the DNA machine, phone book, <laughs> and rubber hose. <laughs> All right. Um, and last month, one of two manufacturers of rapid DNA machines shipped six of them to California. We need one here. We need to get our own rapid DNA machine. I bet it's expensive, though. I bet you it's millions of dollars. No, but right? this is not the, millions. But this is like you remember the the breath machines. We were at the uh, at the event. We had our own breath machine. We just go to Sam's Club and buy one, or yeah. or Walmart, or yeah. wherever the heck we. Where'd you get it? I got it at what was that place called? It starts with a C. I forget the name. Oh yeah, Costco. Champion. Cha- oh Costco. <laughs> and Amazon. Yeah, one Amazon. I got one Amazon, one Costco, and you had another one. I got. I I've been telling people since then. I have no faith in the PBTs now. Right. Zero faith. Zero faith. I mean, they are not accurate devices. Me and Bill did a shot of Jägermeister, and our counts went down. (laughs) (laughs) They did. So I learned something there. I was like, then that was like one of our last breaths. We were because we were watching what we were drinking. We were watching the time that we were drinking, how much we had, and then but we were we were blowing like every thirty minutes round there, and and you know our. They were off. They were all three. We were getting three different readings on all of the different devices we were using. And then I remember we took a break. Me and Bill went to the bar, got a fresh drink. I was drinking vodka on the rocks. And so I got a fresh double vodka on the rocks, and we did a shot of Jaeger. We sit down, and then we blow in the breathalyzers, and both of ours had gone down from our previous. So I was like this. You're out at the bar. Got to go home. Before you leave, Jaeger. (laughs) Jaeger. See, that saved me many a days when I was drinking alcohol. That is not but I think, advice uh, directly from no. the lawyer talk attorneys. <laughs> Please do not take any advice we give. Yeah, that true oh, that's awesome. Uh, anyway. But it, it's a roll of the dice. I mean, I saw them. Like they Nick go Buster's. under sometimes. Yeah, but you're you still know getting I mean? arrested. You screw up the field. So I, they don't yep. even tell you what it says. They're going to say, oh, yeah, okay, turn around. You see your hands. Like, you get, there's no upside to a PBT. Well, it's got an app. So you can just be like, look, you can see in my app how what it is. The problem with that is... You were getting so, I mean, you would take a shot blow into it and it would say you're like 0.3, like dead. dead. You know what I mean? Right. Because of the mouth alcohol or something. But Uh, So anyway, DNA machines, I think, in our future will be very similar. You'll be able to just sort of get the instant DNA. It's like it's already, it's the beginning of the end. And then that begs you back to your question, which is, are we cool with just having the government, let me say that again, are we cool with giving the government our Mm -hmm. DNA at birth? So we can identify each and every one of our citizens in a mm-hmm. database. I think I think the Nazis did that. Yeah, and they're going to put stuff under our skin, so you have a GPS on you at all times. You can tell where you are. Yeah, it's, it's like a, Minority Report. You remember that Tom Cruise report. movie, mm-hmm. where they could like predict, they could predict crimes. Yep, I remember yeah. that. I, know, I never understood. I don't know why they had those three people in the in the water. <laughs> they were the ones sense. that could see the future. <laughs> these, these three were they women? Were they, they were they were they were psychics or whatever. They just they'd, sit in water all day and they they would be able to have premonitions about a murder that was going to happen, and then the ball would drop and it'd say Jared Belinsky's going to commit a murder in an hour, why and they deploy a team I mean, and they'd stop that, Jared from doing it. You think with all that technology, it'd be like not a ping pong ball, but like a like a computer screen. 
well, I think it was like more like a really shiny like eight ball, like a like a pool ball. It was, it was not it's nice. probably made out of diamonds. I, I, I found real that, expensive stuff. I found that money absurd or that movie absurd. I actually movie. really liked it. The money you spent on the movie, yeah, absurd. The, the money was. Absurd. I've watched it more than once. I liked it so much. I've never seen it. It's oh, you, it's actually a good. I think. Have you ever seen it? Bill? Years ago, yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. There's these three androgynous looking people. Maybe, I think they're women, actually. Three androgynous looking, you know, who knows. God, I, in like a bald, shaved, and been in water their whole lives. And somehow, yeah, they're in like, uh, they turn into pool cues <laughs> or pool balls. It's almost like embryonic fluid they're yeah. laying in. Yeah, it's, it's just. It's, I, I, it's, I missed this. Yeah. Dude, this movie's good. It's it's just dumb. The whole thing's dumb. I mean, why not just have three psychics? Why do they have to be in a pool with, with slimy I'm stuff? so confident in it. You need to dry, just get off the air right now. Go watch the movie. Come back. Tell us what you think take of it. Shorty, take Shorty out for a big On a party. scale of 1 to 10, I give Minority Report <laughs> We're gonna go. 7.1. We're going to rent a private theater and Decent get Minority movie. Report. All right. Uh, all right. Are we done with DNA? I don't know. I what was, was that answering Jeff's question? Did, oh, yeah. Oh, so, so what? are you cool with it, Jared? No. D- collector DNA at birth? No, I'm not. So then, like, that. if there's like a murder committed, they run everybody's DNA and they can link it to somebody, because they have it filed correctly. Yeah, you you have to. This is what Steve always says. You preach on it that you have to then rely on the person that's keeping it to yeah. file it correctly and and use it in the appropriate way. <laughs> not be corrupt. Not be corrupt. And not be corrupt. And don't think that government corruption does not exist. It does. That's why we have. Oh. <laughs> What do you think, Bill? Are you in on it? No. You don't want to collect DNA? No, uh-uh. You haven't given an answer. Where I'm on at? the fence a little bit on it. Did I can see the good in it, but I can see a lot of corruption in it, too. too because, much I mean, what did we see in uh, Making a Murder? One of the big episodes was at the end of it. You got a hole in the a test tube. A hole in the test tube. So you definitely... Uh, you want to watch that. And, you, and you're happy, you'd be fine with them taking your daughter's DNA. They're like, oh, we got to register it. Then maybe they give you a call because there was an earthquake and where they were storing it, it got destroyed, so... All of these people's DNA that we had has been destroyed. We need to recollect. I got an idea. Mm. Let's give all the vital information to government and then just trust them to keep it accurately. What do you say? Well, we trust them with a lot. I mean, I'm not saying. I don't. You do. I don't. Oh, you don't? trust them with nothing. What are you talking about? (laughs) All right. So the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution. I I I could see more. I think I could see more negative that could come out of it than positive and so i'd probably have to be against it's it big brother stuff man so it's the 10th amendment helps us out here 7.7 7 on rotten tomatoes yeah, by the way minority report <laughs> uh, the 10th amendment bores me but go ahead and read it well i mean <laughs> power's not delegated to the united states by the constitution nor prohibited or nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people <laughs> Or to the people. Now, does that mean the people in, within the United States, or does that mean like the people in general? It means we don't need no stinking government unless the Constitution says we do. Why do we create a Constitution that gave the government powers in we the first place? It. Everybody agreed. Well, you don't like the government. You're you're now you have to read. This I have to read the debate. To understand the debate on the Constitution. Yeah, that's I missed that class in law there's school. There's a balancing act between things that are nece- the things that are nece- the the. Things that need government versus things that don't. And then if you give the government power, power corrupts and power corrupts absolutely. So you have to come up with a way to limit it. And and the genius of the Constitution did just that. It created a government, yet at the same time limited its power. That is the balancing act that you have. Every time you give the government power, you are giving up a little piece of your own freedom. And you do that, you have to do that carefully and for a reason. So as we read through this book, this 500-page or 450-page 
whatever it is. So yeah, let's let's apply it to what we're talking about here. So do we give the government the power for the reason of having everybody's DNA to let's just say to solve crimes? That would be an. I would say no. You can give the government. The the government has the power to solve crimes. But what is the limit? All right. Should, can they come into all our houses and just search them without a warrant? No. But if they did, if there were no Fourth Amendment, they would solve tons of crimes. But then it would also turn up. They would end up being like stormtroopers in nineteen thirty eight. Right. right. I mean, it, it's like that's a that's a great point. You you could like you want to stop the drug trade on I twenty three. For stop every the car goes through. Set up a checkpoint chicky and stop every freaking car yeah. and search it and put them all in cuffs and throw them in jail. Suspend the due process clause. Suspend the Fourth Amendment. Get rid of this little thin book that has all the first ten amendments. And then guess what? The drug trade is stopped. But then where does it go after that? Do you think we're moving that way? I mean, just even with the, the little touch we had in the social media, we didn't know it, but conversations you had, conversations I had, you had. Well, that wasn't a government. Well, now there was some government. There was supposed to be government oversight. Which well, hear me I out here because now we've work. just talked about the 23andMe or whatever the, the DNA things are, what's happening. Well, presumably I'm paying for it from a company that's going to do this, but now it sounds like the government is reaching into those companies and saying, we want Correct. that. Bet your ass. I'm not giving my Correct. DNA to those companies. No way. I don't care where well, I Well, I'm just saying, one of the big things you say, well, that's not a government actor. This, this isn't the government doing this. This is somebody else doing it. But the problem is that a lot of that's becoming... It's becoming once you spit clouded. The tube, it, there's no privacy. There's this. It's not like they. It's just be, they send it back to just. We're you. moving towards that 1984 they, world. They allow everybody to look into their database and to go through this. That's how they wow. continue to build. And yeah, and you more. consented by to this was for the, them to do that. No, no, no. You had an agreement with a private company right. that said you can have my DNA, but I, you, I assume there's some privacy clause. No, they do whatever they want with it. All right, so now you've What happens all the time with the cases we have, we want to see cell phone records from Joe Bob. We send a subpoena to them. We say, court, give it to me because it's part it, of our case. It takes more than, it's hard to get private cell phone records. Though. It takes more than just court, give it to me. It's not, it's not a subpoena. Mm -hmm. It takes a specific court-ordered uh, request to get that stuff. I can press print on my pre computer right now upstairs, well, and we I've got no, no. we got the secret form. But uh, you have to. Well, we're not to super secret. There's <laughs> probably a, a lot of people that have it. But you, you still have to go to the judge, judge and get it true. Signed. I mean, true. You, you like Joe Blow on the street. But right what's now. the judge that's elected by the people going to do when they say we have a Pike County murder here and we think everybody in Pike County signed it for twenty three and me? We want the blood. Well, that's different. They're going to go well, crap. They is, I better yeah. sign this. What they what they find is they they have their DNA that they're looking for. They've search their own databases that they have every prisoner that goes in they take and collect and they were not able to find anything so they take that dna they give it to this company and they say do you have any matches so they run the dna the company comes back to them with a report the report is that well, this was bing, this bing, was bing, an article yeah bing, bing, fox bing. news or what was it just kidding and, oh, that, that's crazy. I mean, think about that. I, no, so I think about then, it every day, man. Yeah. On that, they, they found people that this isn't the exact DNA you're looking for, but it's close. So then they might find a family member. So that now they're going to look into that whole family because maybe only two people spit in the tube and mailed it off. Well, there's another 50 people that could be close that we need to check into. Scary so, stuff. So to a point, that's saving them some money. I don't know what they're doing. But see, I see like my. Research. I see like my, like a, like a lay person, like I'll use my grandfather, for example. He, right. I've, and I've had this talk with him before. I remember when I first started in criminal defense, he told me that he would look at this situation and go, so I don't right. care here's because they don't, I mean, what I didn't do anything. So they can have it. You trip them up here. Here's the problem. I, I've had this conversation with, look, and, and what's great about this is that this, this issue serpentines across 
what you might perceive as liberal or conservative right. ideals, right? D- it's definitely. Straight across, or right he's, across a, he's a conservative. Because I have talked to people who would say, I gave the uh, twenty the Route 23 down to Portsmouth example because I had a debate with a friend of mine one time, and he's like, well, just get rid of the Fourth Amendment. Stop them, stop them all. I'll take care of this opiate problem. But then you got to take it a step further. It's like the first thing you've done then is give up your freedom, the same freedom that prevents them from doing that, prevents them from coming to your house and taking the guns in your basement in your safe. The same freedom that you don't have to answer the door whether you think it's a cop or not at night unless they have a warrant, they can't come in. The same freedom that keep that protects you from the government corruption. And the problem with it is it all works on paper. You could say, look, I don't commit crimes. Do whatever you want. But what if you didn't commit a crime and somebody's accusing you? Yeah. What if you're innocent? And you, I mean, we all do this for a living. I mean, we, and Jared, you've been right there with us now doing it for, doing it with us. It's like, if you're innocent, then what? You don't think that innocent people get accused of crimes all the time. And you don't, if you think it's easy to defend yourself, step up. Come, yeah. We have a know. great show coming out uh, this Wednesday, coming out with the uh, gun right laws. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The Carrington Seal. And we had a prosecutor setting in here. Michael Hughes. Yeah, part and, two. And, and what was the one thing that he said to us? He said he he gave a situation that, you know, you're, someone broke in your house, you had to shoot them, the cops are going to show up. But he said this, do not talk to the police. He was saying that you were in, you had every right. You did not really, you, you were protecting yourself. Yep. The prosecutor sat here and said, do not talk to the police yeah of course not right because they the same thing is even though he didn't do anything wrong well like we'll just let him in the house I'll let him i'll talk to him I'll yeah him uh, I, they i've heard that and there's you've a, heard it i've heard it a tons of times sitting here yep. that says don't do it it's it's you know there, there's a rule there's a there's a rule a golden rule in cross-examination of witnesses jared that says you're not allowed to ask open-ended questions so it's like um you can't say why to a witness or you can't say how come or you can't say uh, how do you know? But you can break that rule. And the ways to break that rule uh, are what you're talking about. It's like, and I've asked this question to police who have operated on this assumption. Uh, I did it in an arson case one time. We've operated on the assumption that the guy was just guilty, 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 guilty. And at the end, I was just like, I get it all. But what if you're wrong? Like, what if mm. you're wrong? Yeah. And he just looked at me. And it got real quiet. And I was like, have you ever thought for a second that this guy sitting over here maybe didn't do it? Did you ever think for a second that there was a mistake, that it was some other cause of this fire? Did you think for a second that he might have been innocent from the second you went in there to start investigating the case? And he didn't have an answer to any of it. And the, that's the problem with government investigations is they think they're right. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But the protection we have against it is we don't have to do things like let them in our door. We don't. We have protection to keep remain silent. We have the protection to uh, if they get a warrant, they have to have a valid reason with probable cause to do it. There's got to be an independent review. Man, where's this document? This Constitution? Yeah, there it is. Like, <laughs> you got to have judicial review of the police getting a warrant. The the a detached magistrate, in theory, has to review what the police did, and then later on, we get to review again what the detached magistrate did. I mean, we have all right. these protections. So as soon as you suspend them all, great, crime would cease. Just go ask the Nazis. They made the trains run on, or Mussolini made the trains run hmm. on time, right, Bill? That was the old yep. saying. Why? Because there are no rights. You just go, hmm. look, you, if you think somebody committed a crime, go kill 10 of them. And then you're going to get the right one. Who cares? The government's got the power. No crime. Everybody's as safe as they've ever been, unless you're Jewish. 
then then there's a problem, right? right. And, and why? And it would transform form here too, the same way. Yeah. So what eventually, is the, what is the uh, so what was that luck of the draw? It's like, wait a minute, everybody's safe except for me. yeah. No, that's the problem with governmental power. Um, all right, I'm off. I'm on my 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 high horse. I get like three articles a day from you guys too. We got a text stream going right now, trying to throw each other back and forth. I I wanted to bring up the one we didn't get to to cover last time, Steve, which was wasn't it a? Um, oh yeah, I had it. What sport down. was that? It was an Australian. Uh, I'm trying to find the article. It was. It's on our text stream. Well, you find that just. Uh, Update on the stand your ground, Governor Kasich vetoed that. Of course, we figured he would. He didn't like the, the shifting of the burden, which we talked about, and that that part two is coming on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I think he also wanted something in there called, I think they called it a red flag language, where if someone's could possibly be violent, you could strip their gun rights away. I didn't read too yeah. much into that, but that was the first time I heard about it this morning. Well, that's morning. already happening, right? There are states that do that. That, uh, But I wonder what the pro. I mean, how, how much administratively can we do that? Well, here's what's going on. Um, these are the things. So he, what he did is he vetoed the GOP gun bill after stand your ground. Like, so what you're talking about, it's like we had this case before where somebody is mentally unsta- or, uh, mm-hmm. unstable or something. They can try to go to get their gun rights. Or maybe we just debated it before. But, yeah. You know, I, I don't like any of it because all of that stuff chips away at uh, the fundamental right. Now, I'm not saying there can't be exceptions to the fundamental right. I'm just saying if there are, we better be damn careful about it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what Kasich did, I, yeah, I you know, whatever. Uh, he He's taking stands right now, I think, just to take stands because I, I, if you believe our our esteemed mm-hmm. guest, then we got the, the his veto is, is really nothing. It's meaningless because it's going to go back and it'll get overruled. Mm. Um, yeah, this is actually, Jared just handed me an article. This is somebody different. This is a different situation. So he's two. It's a it's two transgender situations. So right, this we're one that transgender. All right. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's just make sure we make a firm. Uh, we'll step on the clutch pedal. Shift gears. Oh, did I did I screw something? Up? We were just talking about standing ground the veto. It's no big deal. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead with that. No, no, no you're on now. You got, the, right, you got the floor. Right. The, the court recognizes Mr. Lynn. All right. Uh, may it please the court. Here we go. What's your, uh, I'm sorry. Hannah your Supreme Court number. Muncie zero zero eight four seven one three. All right. Hannah Muncie is 6'3", 230 pounds. She is a transgender handball player leading the Australian national team to victory. I and they have some shots. a woman's team, a female team. It's a female team. They have some shots of the handball going on. And, I mean, I, look, however you feel about this transgender thing that's going on right now and how it's becoming more popular in the media, I mean, this, this woman probably looks, I mean, much like a... Ohio State linebacker, maybe. I mean, very strong, very athletic, um, big arms, and it, they have pictures of her amongst the other teams. Um, but she's apparently the leading handball player to this Australian national team. And then Jared handed me an article. Whoops, I get your. I need to get your password. But basically, it's from is it a Spanish Miss Universe? So this transgender gal named Angela Pounce said in a recent interview that having a vagina does not make me a woman because I am a woman and already was before my birth. She represented Spain and made history as the first transgender person in history to compete in the U or in the Miss Universe contest. Um, ultimately, Daily Wire reported after winning the 2018 Miss Universe Spain pageant, so she actually won in Spain. Now this is this was for a biological trans people, male. Though, right? it yeah, was, it was the same not thing. just it wasn't just the it wasn't just Miss Universe in general. It was Miss Trans Universe, wasn't it? 
No. This I think she Miss was Universe. the first transgender to compete in yep. the Miss Universe. So this, she won the... No. She won Spain. She won to represent Spain. And as a trans... Gender, she was born a male, biological male, who has undergone gender reassignment surgery and hormone therapy. Has not only become the first trans contestant in the Miss Universe competition, but the odds makers hands down favorite to win the Miss Universe com, uh, competition. So... Well, she was committed. She went through, saw the doctor, got a, I mean, that's commitment. I mean, that surgery, I, I've, I think I've seen a couple of clips on how that happens. That's, I uh, have not. That's quite a surgery. <laughs> All right. I, I, I really think that this is a debate for another day. We can talk about transgenderism, intervention into that and anything else so here we are more news did you guys see that uh trump has signed a massive farm bill after months of negotiations with congress jared i think this is the you know it's probably buried in there cbds yeah what does that have to do with the farm bill hemp hemp who who the hell knows but i'll bet you somewhere in the middle of that they've addressed the cbd issue yet again they will be switching that from the marijuana plant that produces thc to just hemp I haven't seen the full bill. I'm sure there's a lot to read on it, and I'm sure there's ways that they're going to be able to use the CBDs. But the other thing is for manufacturers of products from everything from material, clothes, to uh, textile products that they were not able to grow the hemp for before, they will be able to grow it for now. So yeah. let me understand this. So there is THC marijuana that you could get CBD from and also just hemp that you get CBD the from? Hemp, you'll get the, the CBD. Most of them can have about a... Point zero three percent of THC. Okay. Now, so they will be not classifying it like they the federal government have been, which was a class one narcotic. Well, that was the DEA. That was the DEA's pronouncement on it, right? So, so, so they there they'll be changing that, except for in DEA Ohio. said that. Yeah, DEA. Really? Out, yeah, we talked about this one. The DEA came out with this interpretation of CBD oil that says. You've got uh, that says we're going to treat anything that comes from either a oh, hemp yeah. plant or anything that comes from the family of marijuana plants is going to be treated like marijuana. It's all the same. And we're going to schedule it and it's illegal. Gotcha. So Ohio followed suit, said nada. And then the feds now have backed off. And I think what's happened in this farm bill, among other things, is that the feds are now saying that uh, CBD is going to be okay, or at least or at least address it. I'm not I'm not going to even take a position, but it is something that we're going to need to talk about on Lawyer Talk, I think, at some juncture. Well, there will be a lot we got to talk about on that. Bill just the other day brought up uh, the deal with the – he's got a, a client that is on probation that got a recommended card for uh, to be prescribed here in Ohio because we're looking at it right now. Uh, this show is going to be coming out here Friday. And I'm going to say probably two to three weeks we'll have our first official store, our dispensary, open with product. So now that that's two open weeks. and wow. you've got your recommendation from the doctor. I like it's a so recommendation. You, I hereby recommend that you get high. <laughs> so if you, if you go to your probation officer and, Without you, a recommendation. and you're prescribed <laughs> One Xanax. out of every five doctors <laughs> wants you to drink Paps Blue Ribbon beer. Yeah. <laughs> we can get on another Nathan's Hot Dogs, but that's another story. All right. It's good to eat them. Sorry, I was over. Doctors. But no, that's okay. But uh, what will be going on there is that you hurt your leg, you're on probation, they prescribe you some painkillers, and you test positive for opiates. That's not only they, they're aware that you have the, the prescription, they're gonna they're aware that you're going to test positive for it. So now, yeah, what if people get the recommendation, they got to go in, take, uh, take their, their drop, take their test, 
and they test positive for marijuana, yet they have their medical card. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Probation Officer. I have a recommendation. What do you mean, from your employer? No, 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 from my doctor. What are you talking about? Well, he recommends that I get high. And I get, I get my, <laughs> now, now, if you can prove I get my product from our state licensed and ran right. medical dispensary Here, from our state. Here's the legal issue. Is the government going to be stopped? Is this going to be an estoppel argument that you can make? Because if the government permits it on the one hand, can they take it away on the other? I think it happens all the time in the probation setting, but yeah. that's going to be... Can. Uh, well, just do well, not consume alcohol. We can give an alcohol yeah. problem. And then yeah. to the opening of that, going back to the CBD... In Ohio, they are going to stick with the old rules to where unless you are a dispensary, that's the only place that you will be able to obtain or sell CBD products in Ohio. See, now how, okay. I, I, and you and know the CBD is sold all over Ohio. Internet. What you just yeah. said, Yeah, unless though, you're on Amazon. Going back, what you just said, I'm, the more I think about this, how many times have we had a probation officer said that you can't take your prescription medication? It comes up sometimes. Does it? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, a lot of times judges will, but like for instance, um, I, had, yeah, I won't okay. name his name, but there, there's a judge in a county in Ohio that believes strongly about opiates. Yeah. So he'll say in the arraignment, as part of bond, you are not to take opiates. I don't care if it's prescribed. He'll come yeah. right out, right out and say it. And I had yeah. a judge who I had a client who was uh, very, I mean, it was a, it was a very transparent case, and my client was prescribed gabapentin. Uh, which is commonly abused, and uh, the, my client was taking it for very legitimate medical reasons. The judge had a huge problem with it. So I guess, you know, who knows? And, but at the same time, when the judge was coming down and saying, I am not going to permit that or I'm not going to let this individual into intervention in lieu of conviction because of that, I was honestly contemplating, can that be a con- do I have a constitutional argument? I've got a licensed physician in the state of Ohio prescribing a med and then a judge saying, I don't care, I don't agree with that doc. So there's going to be some debates. Um, so unless unless the judge lays down some guidelines, it may come down to the parole officer? Yeah. Well, let's use it in its most basic where it might come up. Let's say I get a impaired driving because of marijuana. I'm allowed to consume the substance just like alcohol, but I can't be impaired when I'm driving. Let's you would think you, a judge can then intervene and say, I don't care about your card. You're you're accused of right. smoking it and, and endangering people and committing a crime. Or well, there's no cause cons- embezzlement. You're just stealing money. You work to the bank. You've been skimming the drawer. Well, mm. no, there's no constitutional right to drive. So the judge could say, yes, you can keep your script for marijuana, but I'm taking your driver's you license yeah. until you yeah, don't. you're right. Right? So, all right, moving right along. Amputee veteran. I mean, Jared, this is your favorite website, GoFundMe. So an amputee veteran raises millions on this GoFundMe account to privately pay for the wall, the border wall. Oh, I saw this. And it, as I understand it, it was like up to like, it was in the millions. It's in the millions. He wants to get to one billion. And he wants to get, yeah, in the billions. That's, that's just insane. And so can you imagine? It's like, I wonder who's got the purse strings of that checkbook. You know, it's like, all right, I paid to the order. And GoFundMe gets a cut. Yeah. They get, they get a percentage. Yeah. They get a percentage of the money that well, goes yeah, in. Yeah. We need so to, I'm sure that they're like, talk. go fund me. Wow, Studio. I just, I'm so Kitchen. against that because I've seen a lot of people that use it. It's like, you can't even go to the street to beg. It's why like, would you, you, you know what I mean? You're you just going to write these, just beg right here. Why, why not? I mean, look, if you're going to beg, just do it with your phone. It's a lot easier. Well, that's the olden days. Everything's social media and tied to the internet now. You just, you're begging online. Right. There was that whole couple there that had the homeless guy that gave him less $20 and they got the GoFundMe page and then the couple was keeping it, but they were all three in cahoots. 
It was all a scam. Yeah, and the, yeah, 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 they ended up pulling they BMWs and all these cars and everything they bought, and Crazy they stuff. weren't giving anything to the third participant, which was supposed to be the homeless man. He didn't think he that he, 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 he didn't think he got a fair cut. Then he went to sue him, and then the whole thing unraveled, and then they all got arrested. Right, right. So He's you can't like, sue your, you can't sue the fellow thief, right? I mean, he who wants equity must come with clean hands. That's. Uh, an old saying. Anyway, all right, the last <laughs> thing we're going to do, we're going to talk about the shutdown for government because we're about to shut down here lawyer talk for the holidays, I think. Uh, President Trump will not sign the current funding measure that would avert a shutdown. And here he is in his stalwart arms cross mode because of his border security concerns, Paul Ryan says. So, you know, I remember back in uh, when did the government shutdown last? I mean, it happened. It's happened a couple times. It happens all the time. Yeah. Like we're gonna shut down every six we're months. I don't work. care who the president is. Every six months, there's gonna be a government shutdown. There's a threat of a shutdown, but I don't think it, it ever. In the '90s, ever. we had a good one. There was a really good one in the '90s, but uh, so now but it really doesn't shut down. No, they're it's just like, not getting paid. Well, they'll get their that, back pay. People get laid off from watching memorials. Uh, if somebody's sure, the park employees uh, are a big park one. Employees yeah. are the, the first to get hit. If somebody's capable of staging one heck of a shutdown. Trump, I think, will do it in monumental fashion. I mean, really, it's a struggle. He'll be sitting on his couch tweeting, <laughs> day three, I'm not day doing three, anything. Shut down. Watching the Kardashians. He's not getting paid anyhow. Uh, yeah, the well, he is, he's guys. probably got plenty. He, yeah, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't take yeah. the salary. The, the $500,000 yeah. a year. The people that get hosed are the people that need the money, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. Park workers, so, yeah, that's a good point. The, 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 right. the lower. Well, here we are. It's, uh, it is the holiday shutdown here. And, uh, you know, I, I think we sort of started this. We'll end with this. I think it's been a great year here for Lawyer Talk. Year one. Making it yeah. happen. Bringing it to the people. There's been heated debates. There's been love. There's been fun. There's been talk. I can't wait for 2019. 511 Studios. Lawyer Talk. Open for business. Lots of good stuff planned for 2019. I think we'll have a New Year's thing now after Christmas here. But, um uh, uh, yeah, no, I mean, if you could hear half the stuff that never got recorded or half the stuff that got recorded that we had to delete, <laughs> then uh, we really had a show. Or maybe we would, I don't know. But, uh, maybe we'd get a lot of hits on YouTube. But I will say this to all my brethren here at Lawyer Talk. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, whatever it is that uh, suits your fancy. But uh, to me, it's Merry Christmas, so uh, I have appreciated sharing the Lawyer Talk table. Merry Christmas to yeah. all. I appreciate everybody that has listened, continues to listen, their feedback. It's been it's 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 interesting. This is a good time. It's a good group to sit mm-hmm. with. I, I have found that I've I'm taking in a lot. I'm getting to learn. I hope that we're passing it on to other people that they mm-hmm. get to hear a few things that we have to say and have yeah. their opinion. Let us know back on it because we always had to remember majority. Of this this is opinion based show. No. Yeah, it's all facts. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's it, but it's good to hear different opinions because it can change your own. Yeah, I, I I'm thankful for all you. I know that I can be annoying at times with some of my opinions. I appreciate that we can all shake hands at the end of the day, enjoy our friendship and not take it serious, but just be able to listen to each other. I think it's great. Uh, I am very thankful. When we started this, Steve, I listened to a lot of podcasts and I was like, nobody in the world is going to listen to this, but I have people come up to me and say they've enjoyed such and such episode. It's just so cool to be able to do it with you guys. I love you. Love, Love you, you all. All right, Bill, it's your turn. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope this year is better for everybody health-wise. 
family-wise, money-wise, whatever you want to say. Um, love you guys and uh, appreciate everything. All right, so this is Lawyer Talk, special Christmas edition, after the Yavich and Palmer holiday edition. Oh, and by the way, this is sleigh crasher season. So if you think you're going to pop the four martinis at the open bar, suck down some eggnog that's got whatever it is in it, uh, and then get behind the wheel and drive home, you're not going to make it. Guess what? All the little elves are looking for drunk drivers right now. So mm. please be careful. Be safe. Uber, Skype, or what's the other one? Lyft. Yeah. <laughs> say Skype. Skype at home. Maybe Lyft. forget the booze traveling over to Advanced Vapor and get yourself a vape pen, or you guys got all sorts of flavors that they can enjoy their holiday cup of tea in front of the fire. I like how you did that. We were plugging the firm. Now we're plugging the vape. Stop by. We can take care of all of your goals and whatever whatever you're looking to obtain. What are the Christmas hours? What are the hours here? New or Christmas well, Eve? Well, on, on, on Christmas uh, Christmas Eve, we'll be open from 10 a.m. to 4 o'clock. Right. Uh, New Year's Eve, business as usual. All right, so get your vape as needed. Mm. Understand Christmas Closed Christmas Day, day closed uh, New Year's Day. All right, prepare, plan ahead. Please stop by. Got some great deals going on. Uh, all right, then. Lawyer Talk signing off before the... Christmas pagan holiday. <laughs> That's what they did. They combined them all to the one day. <laughs> Should I get back up and not do that? <laughs> That's lawyer talk, man. It's opinion, it's right opinion based, well, it's what man. They did, right? They combined yeah. all the dates and picked the one. I happen to celebrate the Christmas part of it. Yeah. So, so be it. Anyway, lawyer talk off the record on the air holiday season, at least till now.